Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. Up until about five years ago, I was your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever and the rising within me began. Since then, I've embraced my gifts and have stepped into my role as an evidential psychic medium, past life reader, higher self mentor, holy fire Reiki practitioner, and published author. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll continue to join me each week, remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hey everyone, it's me, Amy Brooks. So happy that you have joined me once again for another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I have a special treat for you today. I have a guest on the podcast. Now, my guest is Natasha Mack, otherwise known as the Hot Mess Medium. Love that. Love that handle. It's so real and so relatable, as is Natasha. We actually recorded two parts to this conversation. Part one was recorded for her podcast, The Hot Mess Medium. And this is part two. So in part one, we chat about a lot of things that are going on currently, um, some things about boundaries, how spirit feels, all that kind of stuff. You definitely want to check that out. And then this conversation is a continuation where we deep dive in Natasha's own spiritual awakening and how that came about, how that felt, as well as we share how we personally met eight years ago and how that meeting and that relationship that came about really impacted my own spiritual awakening. And I credit her for helping me open up to the world of spirit. So you don't want to miss this conversation. I'm so excited for you to listen to it. Here you go. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back to hey. another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. Hey, Tasha. Hey. <laughs> I have a dear friend here. Um, it's a treat to have you here um, today in my life and also on this podcast. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to see you. Um, so this is part two of a conversation. We started the chat over on Natasha's podcast, which is, can you hot share the name? Hot Mess Medium. <laughs> hot Mess Medium. And you're Hot Mess Medium on like all social media platform. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, check out the podcast. I will be sharing um, on my social media her, like when part one comes out from her podcast and probably vice versa. So we will do so and let you know when everything's going to um, go live and all of that kind of stuff. So thanks so much for joining me. I guess we can get right into it. We've been talking a lot of just about, I don't know, ex lived experiences as mediums and also how to navigate like collective heaviness, how to navigate grief, um, setting boundaries with spirit, all of those kind of things that I think are so valuable for people to learn and understand. We talked a lot about that in part one. Uh, we kind of left it hanging. Uh, so with part two, we're going to talk about like kind of how we met, how we connected, and a little bit about um, how that contributed to our awakening stories. Um, yeah, I definitely attribute you to a big like key player in my awakening story. And actually on this podcast, I've mentioned you. I haven't like called you out by name, but I've mentioned 
um, you uh, multiple times um, when sharing my story and kind of how this all came about for me. So um, I think it will be exciting for my listeners at least to then get to know the face and the name of the person that I've mentioned before um, that was so important to my story. So. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> it's true. So like, let's get right into it. Like we've known each other now. I think we met in the spring of 2015. So. Okay. Yes. That would eight, line up. Eight years. Oh my God. That mm-hmm. means our babies are older seven now. <laughs> There's seven and a half now. Yeah. Wow. So we kind of like, I think, like, I know I have cro- I crossed paths with you before that. I actually remember that, like, we had a mutual friend and you were pregnant with your, with your third baby and we were at the same birthday party and I remember that, but like, we didn't know each other. Right. And I know we also hosted an event or two together at the, um, uh, the resource center the military family resource center so we were both uh we were both military spouses we are both now not military spouses because both (laughs) of our husbands have either retired or released um so yeah now we're living in a whole new type of world (laughs) but that's how we met because we were both posted to kingston which is where i currently still am so that's how we met that's right yeah and just look down. We're recording for three minutes and 33 seconds. I've been paying oh attention <laughs> because the numbers have been crazy lately. Like, it seems like every time I record an episode, if I glance down, it's like some sort of uh, synchronistic repeating number. But yeah, so eight years ago, I remember the first time I actually like really got to know you, though, was we were going out to a mutual friend's like she had just bought a property in the country. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. This? Yes, I do. And I think you picked me up <laughs> to I drive did. me. Yeah. You picked me up to drive me there and like we didn't really know each other. And then we got there and we were chatting and I remember us both talking about babies. Yes. <laughs> and how we both I oh, I don't remember if you said you wanted another one, but I know that I said that I was wanting to have another one. At that time, I believe Philip, like my third, was mm-hmm. my last. Yeah, okay. Like that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But I, and I, I just, remember the conversation between us because I was very curious. Yeah, if you did want more. Or... Yeah, I just remember us talking about that. Yeah. And then me sharing that I had experienced a loss the year before. Yeah. And that I was really wanting to conceive again and have our third. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is because afterwards <laughs> we realized, okay, like I think we both got pregnant and conceived our last babies like days after. That. I know. <laughs> it's like we, we spoke it into existence. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it was. I know. Yeah, no, I believe I I conceived in May of twenty. 15 right yeah. that's when it would have been the yeah same as me. that's right because I moved away like shortly after that visit and um yeah apparently we both spoke it into existence I think we did and I also think it's funny that like your your child your fourth child 
was born, like we had due dates a week apart. And yeah. I think my child was due first. Uh, he was due on February 17th, which is then when your baby was born. So she, like she was born on my due date and then my guy was a week late. So they like swapped. <laughs> they swapped. <laughs> I always say, I think he just really just wanted to be a Pisces uh, because he would have been an Aquarius, but uh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. And Aquarius is, oh boy, those, I have two. <laughs> They are yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I have two Pisces because like my oldest is the 27th of Feb and then my youngest is the 25th of Feb. So they're... Okay. We both have two in February. Just realizing mm-hmm. that too. Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. Do you have anything like major that's happened during Aquarian season? Like, is that a theme for you? Is anything else kind of sit out? <sighs> Put you on the spot. That's... I asked because my business birthday is March 4th, so it's also a Pisces. Is it really? Yeah, and you know what's strange Mm. is when I was due with my first child, her due date was March 1st, and I kept dreaming of March 4th, and I was like, no, she's going to come on March 4th, and then she obviously didn't. She came the end of February, and I thought, well, what the heck was March 4th about? And then after I launched my business, I'm like, oh, that's what my, my that that's the baby that I was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, when it comes to my business, I'm not picking up on anything, but definitely mm. like things just in my life. I know February yeah. of this year was really challenging for me. Um, yeah. just with the whole cancer thing. And then yeah. I also had, um, actually the highlight for February of this year, I actually had a naming ceremony with an elder and that was just the most, like, I don't, I can't even put it into words. That was the talk- most incredible thing I've ever experienced in my life other than giving birth, of course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that? How did that come about? I would love to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I decided to start working with an elder shortly after um, like receiving my diagnosis and just needing support. And that was the route that I felt guided to go in. So, because that's available here, um, thankfully. So I had a session with him and it was just, you know, that, that first session with him was, was for us to get to know each other and for, um, him to, just share with me like what was coming through like you know it's just incredible how connected he was Mm -hmm. and that was so healing for me and then when he brought up doing like a sort of naming ceremony and I was like my heart was just like oh my god yes like this sounds like exactly what my soul is needing and so we he told me like how it would work he said you can feel free to bring someone like it's a special thing you know Mm -hmm. so I Uh, A few weeks later, yeah, I had my, I I went in and I brought my sister with me, which was so nice um, Mm -hmm. to have my big sister there with me. And the experience was just profound. So Mm -hmm. um, I received my, my name, of course, Mm -hmm. um, my spirit animal guide and my um, clan. So my spirit name is beautiful cloud woman (laughs) and my animal guide is the bear and the clan is the martin clan i actually didn't know what a martin was um but it's just a bird it's um a type of 
I think it's like a type of weasel or something. Okay. <laughs> it's like in that family. Um, but it's like feisty, fiery, like warrior energy. It's like mm-hmm. a warrior type of clan. Um, and the okay, so the interesting thing about my spirit name is that I'm obsessed with clouds. I was going to say, don't you paint clouds? I paint clouds. When he said that, I started bawling my eyes out because I felt so recognized Mm -hmm. on a soul level. There's no way this man could have known that Mm -hmm. information about me Um, because that's not anything what we discussed in our previous session. So he was able to just capture that essence of, of my soul so perfectly and it was um it was very very healing it was what's interesting though is like the day before my naming ceremony I had like I guess it's like I had a death and then the naming Mm -hmm. ceremony was a rebirth the day before I was purging so much emotionally all Mm. of these old wounds were coming up it was really intense but I realize now it was to create space for this like new life that I feel like began that day for my naming ceremony. It was really incredible. It's a whole process. It's so sacred. Um, But yeah, so that was like a really significant. (laughs) Mm, I would say, yeah, that's just beautiful. Amazing. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Of course. So, so yeah, uh, we felt like maybe we spoke our babies into existence. Yes. <laughs> and so let's continue that story too about, so you moved away like a month later or something. You moved back to your yeah. hometown, right? Yes. And then I stayed here. But we kept in touch online mm-hmm. for like the whole pregnancy. Yeah. So we shared a lot about just that whole process and what was happening. And then I remember... Like, after we had them, so we had them February, and then I started having some, like, issues that spring, like, the, the yeah. couple months later, where I thought I was having, like, extreme back pain or, like, mm-hmm. muscle stuff. Um, and I remember it was, like, I think June, like, very early June, probably around this time, actually, of 2016, that I was exceptionally sick and I thought, okay, like maybe I like really threw my back out because I have, I have had a history of like throwing my back out. And although this felt different because this was like higher in my back versus like my tailbone area, Mm -hmm. I was like possible. Right. And like the pain, maybe the pain is making me feel nauseated and all this kind of stuff. But I like got really sick. And then I remember you messaging me one day and you were like, are you okay? And I was like, why do you ask? And you're like, I just feel compelled. And at this point, I don't even think you had like, you hadn't told any, anything to me. Were you even consciously aware yet that you were? Like my awakening happened shortly before that, but I I was in the closet. I was like so afraid anyone would think that I was crazy. And I remember being so like, Ooh, like, I don't know if I say this to Amy, but at the same time, I'm really really feeling so strongly compelled to reach out to you so that was like you finding out also at the same time that you were yeah yeah Yeah, because you were like I think there's something more going on like I actually think you should go to the hospital and I was Mm -hmm. thinking I don't want to go to the hospital like I've got like a two-month-old baby or I think he might have been four months old at that time like breastfeeding I was like I have to 
to sit in an emergency room, like, no, thank you. Now, if we could only be so lucky, like, to go back in time to what emergency rooms were like in 2016 compared to what right. they're like now, nothing. But at the time, I was like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, um, I'm going to, like, take this seriously because she's just randomly bringing this up to me. So I should pay attention because I've always been open like, I always knew, like, to pay attention to things. If people bring things up, there's no such thing as coincidences. Like, I've always been that kind of person. Um, but I remember going, okay, like, if this is really serious, show me that it's serious. And this is a little TMI, but not really because we share everything on this podcast. But <laughs> I ended up having to go pee. And it was like tea. Like, it was, like, not urine colored. And I went, oh my God, what the hell? Like, this is scary. I've never seen anything like this before. So that's actually what was the sign that made me go to the hospital. So I went and it turned out that I had a blocked duct in like, gallbladder. so I had been, I had been having gallbladder attacks that whole time, which, you know, when I, when I was in the ER, the guy was like, you must be really tough because most people are in here getting morphine after their first gallbladder attack. You've been doing this for like four months. And I'm like, yeah. Um, so anyways, there was like a, a stone in the duct. And so, the you know, the whatever couldn't get through. And so it was actually causing like septus kind of symptoms. So I was very lucky that I got there. And then I remember I was waiting there because they wanted to transfer me from one hospital to the other so I could go have okay. some sort of scans. And I was waiting like four hours for the for the paramedic to drive me like two streets. And you messaged me and you're like, Okay, so, like, I just want to tell you all this stuff that has come through, and I feel I've saved that somewhere, and I don't have it, like, immediately here, but I I saved the list of the things you sent me, and it was just, like, point form. I don't know if you remember this. In your I do. I do remember. I, I can't remember what I said, and it's so funny. It's, like, there's a part of me that wants to grab my phone and, like, scroll through and a conversation, you, yeah. but it would probably take a while, but, yeah, while. I do remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing that stood out to me is that you, there was a name, there was a male name there, and I'll share why that's significant in a moment. Um, at the time, it was not significant. Um, there was things coming through about somebody that was like a female that had been at my birth, like in spirit, who was there when um, the midwife cut the cord. And I remember thinking, interesting. But then you went on to talk about her and how she like felt like, you were like, did she, somebody drown? Like, was there, she can't breathe? Like, I feel like my lungs are filling up. And it had been a friend of mine from university who had passed of cystic fibrosis. Oh and you even gosh. gave her, you gave her name, like her first name. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember going, oh, like there's something to this. And like, I never doubted it. I just, I was like fascinated. I've always been fascinated in this work though. Have you been too, even before? Oh my gosh. Like obsessed. Just like <laughs> everything paranormal and yes. like just, you know, watching, um, yeah, Long Island Media yes, and like all me these too. other shows and just being so freaking fascinated, but yeah. also like, but yeah, maybe that's like a segue into something else, but I, I feel like I was like, oh, that's so amazing. They have that gift. Yeah. And they were chosen yeah. and like not realizing like, oh, I could do this too, you know? But yeah, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's something I think that we have to move through because I often also felt that way. It was, mm -hmm. oft, it was one of those things that I admired and I was like, I wish I could do that too. Yes. 
I wish I could do that. That would be amazing. But I like, I often tell like my clients, especially if we do like a past life reading or something, which by the way, you were the first person to ever do past life information for me. Um, oh my gosh, that's right. Wow. You are like bringing back so many freaking so memories, memories right now. <laughs> well, this is what we're talking about today. But like, I often say like, pay attention to those things that like, just keep coming back into your life and you're interested in. There's a reason. Yeah. And it's very likely probably connected to something you've yeah. done before. And it's like, Hey, like do this. So probably our interest in it was a sign right from mm-hmm. the get go. Right. Absolutely. Um, but after that, you just started doing readings for me every so often it was like I was your guinea pig in a way it was so fun and it was so fun it was amazing (laughs) I have a whole notebook of notes because I would take notes every time we would do it um it was just like casual like over like messenger or something and you're like so this is what I'm bringing up and I clearly remember you um connecting to my uncle John um and you bringing up like that he was showing he said that when I was 45 I would be fully stepping into my life's purpose. I'm 43 and a half, by the way, right now. Um, okay. And that you saw me like kind of sitting, like half sitting, like, you know, when you sit like your bum on the back of a desk, that was on some sort of stage, but it didn't seem like a concert stage. It felt more like an auditorium or something. And you're like, maybe I'm going to be a teacher or something. Like, cause you're <laughs> teaching, you're teaching somebody something. And I was like, Okay, like it was interesting to me, but I was also was like, yeah, no, like I, I <laughs> see, I don't know how that's gonna happen, but okay, but you know, now I know that was probably a demonstration or some sort of teaching. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and I got chills as soon as you yeah. said that. That's wild. It's, so many like crazy things came through in those readings that you did, and it just really opened me up. And then I remember my mom and I would always watch your demonstrations. Um, and then about, well, that was all happening. Like, when did you like come out of the medium closet? Was it 2017? I think so. Like, I mean, I don't think I had much of an online presence at that point. It was mostly like, you know, I started out doing, uh, readings through word of mouth and things like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think in 2017, it's also blurry. I w- I need to like do a timeline thing where I actually like go back and write it all out because I'm not good with that. Yeah. But I think it was around that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember like we were, we like watched your stuff and we'd always mm-hmm. talk about stuff. And then, um, then my dad passed away suddenly. This was January of 2018. Okay, so you did a demonstration. Yes. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. you were already doing demonstrations before he passed. Because my mom and I always laugh because, like, my dad was a huge skeptic and he was, like, not shy about admitting that. And uh, I remember my mom and I were, like, watching you, um, like, from our own spaces, obviously. And my mom was like, Oh, your dad's over here saying we're Looney Tunes, right? Because of what we're watching. And um, then he passed a month later. And the, the next mediumship demonstration you did would have been like three weeks after that, I think it was like less than a month. And yeah. I watched with like, the hope that he would come through. And I remember feeling like when you connected with him, I knew immediately, like even before the words came out of your mouth that you were with him. Because my whole body felt like tingly and I felt sick to my stomach and I felt like the wind got knocked out of me. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know that she's with him. And then when you started, I, I think you were like, oh, I think you were almost kind of like doubting that it could be because you were like, it's so soon though. Do you? I don't know if you remember saying this. And But then he was like bringing more and more information through validation and evidence. And you were like, oh, it's got to be him, right? Like as you were talking more and more, he was bringing up a lot of stuff. But yeah, that was that was around the time that things started to turn for me. Mm. Um, so I always credit like your awakening and you involving me in your awakening as like the thing that I needed to then awaken, you know, cause I think that we all have that ability for other people. And I think that's totally what we do for our clients, right? Like kind of open the door or like spark something in somebody else. And then they, if that's in their path, then they step into it. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always credit you for that. Um, like, I think that was a very divine and, like, purposeful meeting. Um, I also think that our, our little ones, at least, are probably, like, highly psychic. Um, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes, yeah. Amy, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I just want to really quick say, like, thank you for just that. Because I didn't mm-hmm. realize the impact that oh, yeah. I had made. So mm-hmm. that means a lot to me. And I hope mm-hmm. you know that, like, man, our friendship at that time and just our connection at that time was so significant for me. And like to even have so, a safe person to practice mm-hmm. with, you know, like ho- I hope yeah. you know you also made an impact oh, in, in my you. development <laughs> because, ha- you know, having, you know, people to practice on is such a like huge, mm-hmm. significant part of the journey. And when you could do it with someone who you feel safe with and comfortable with, it definitely helps. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's it's normal to like doubt everything that's coming through. <sighs> right. So like, yeah. And, and I love to because I remember like recently, like, I don't know, maybe in the last six months, you had me come on as like a, a sitter for one of your students. <gasps> yes, And you right. said to me afterwards, like, thank you for being so open because it's like the ability to... I think like when you are really open and perceptive and like highly sensitive, it's like you can perceive one piece of information for what it is without like needing everything. So it's, um, you know, like I think it's, it's, it's good in that case, like with a student to have somebody that like, is like, okay, that, okay, that means that, right. Like just to have that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. It makes it so much easier for the student who's practicing and who's afraid and who's nervous and, you know, for, to have a sitter who is open and who gets it, who's been in their shoes before that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that. Because it's very subtle, right? Like I try to explain to people, mediumship can be very subtle. So subtle. It's so subtle. And it's like, it's not like somebody, like it can be feeling like somebody's talking in your ear, but like it's, it's for me, it's not always like, full out sentences like you and I are communicating with it's just different things and then we we put it together using all of our clairsentience like somehow it just blows my mind how that happens so quickly but yeah it's not as like straightforward as one may think there's a lot more happening oh totally um I'm constantly like well it feels like a whole other language right Mm -hmm. and there's like impressions or these like subtle yeah. waves of information that'll just, I go like this all the time. Cause it's like, it washes over you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And you're noticing, you're noticing all the senses at once 
to sort of paint the picture, right? Like yeah. all the pieces together. So yeah, it is really fascinating. Oh, I love what we do so much. <laughs> yeah. I know. I would love to do one of those like brain scans. You know how like uh, Long Island <gasps> Medium did one, Teresa yes. Caputo, where they like actually saw what happens to her brain when she does readings. I would totally do that. Like where can Same. we do that? <laughs> that would be so, you know, I actually went to the hospital one time. Okay. Because, okay. This is when I was, in... <laughs> okay. This is when I was in the beginning stages again of like, I'm doing readings in my mom's dining room and I'm yes. getting clients through word of mouth and I'm really figuring this thing out. And so I had someone come in, like, a you know, a new client come in for a reading. And when I was connecting with the spirit, it's like my clairsentience was turned up to like full mm -hmm. volume, right? This is like before I learned, actually shortly after I learned that you can adjust the the volumes on your <laughs> yeah. on your Claire's but um yeah Claire sentience was my strongest and I could feel how he passed it was this like yeah he I actually learned he was stabbed in the chest like in mm -hmm. but more like in the lungs mm -hmm. so anyways that pain lingered with me so again this was before even the boundaries and everything that yeah. pain lingered with me for so long that I actually went to the hospital afterwards to see like is there anything here because mm -hmm. I am just feeling this so intensely mm -hmm. and of course you know I don't say this in a rude way I just mean mm -hmm. he said it must have just be anxiety or something right. but anyways <laughs> um <laughs> it took a while for me to be like okay I need to intentionally release this but it, it was that intense of a of a physical pain that I experienced and um yeah, of course, I just went to check to make sure that everything was okay, but uh, obviously eventually that left, but it's just wild how intensely you can feel something, and it could feel so real. It could feel like your own, even when it's not. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about, like, turning the dial down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like people will be interested in like, I feel like a lot of people, um, I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like clairsentience is one of those ones that most people might feel like they have. Do you think, mm -hmm. do you maybe agree? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I think clairsentience and um, that just inner knowing also, yeah, I feel like that those are very, very common for, for yes. people who come into my world anyways. Right. Yeah. So how, how could we like dial down on the clairsentience? <laughs> if you're like, like we were, where you're like, can't go anywhere without being overwhelmed with energy. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like? Is that just like setting a boundary? Mm, okay. So there's two things coming through okay. to share. Okay. That, okay. that can really, really help. So this first one about the dials, I actually learned this from my um, mediumship mentor, Lindsay Marino. And so she taught us this visualization to do. So you are intentionally like, you know, you're closing your eyes and you're visualizing these dials. Okay. And there's one dial, like a knob for mm -hmm. each Claire, like representing each Claire. Right. And so you can even visualize seeing like the name next to each dial mm -hmm. and each dial is from zero to 10. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned to do was to, you know, my clairsentience again was like all the way at 10, yeah. maybe even 12, 13. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned to, okay, I'm going to bring it down to a six or a seven. You yeah. know, I, I turn the dial back 
and just through the power of intention and believing mm. it right and visualization all mixed together like that's the secret sauce right yeah and um that made a significant difference and i learned that right after my experience so isn't it so funny how we go through things as mediums that could sometimes show up as a challenge or you know <laughs> right whatever yeah, but then yeah. it's like right after you're like oh i okay I've learned yeah. so much from this. Yeah, that's the story of my friggin' life. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that exercise is really powerful. And I've had a lot of, um, you know, students throughout the years say that, oh, I just, I can't, um, you know, I feel like my clairvoyance isn't, you know, that powerful. So I would, I would get them to turn the dial up on mm -hmm. that. And it was helpful. So yeah. There's that. And then the other thing for boundaries. Okay. So here is where we get to reclaim power over our energetic field, right? Yeah. Like this is ours. And yeah. it's so funny. Um, I actually experienced this really powerful uh, somatic experience to help, you know, heal my nervous system. So I did this exercise with a woman who is trained in all of that. Uh, but then I, I took like a part of it and I started using it to really strengthen my own mm -hmm. energetic field. So it's just first recognizing that this energetic field is an extension of you and it belongs to you. Mm -hmm. And just that subtle shift was like, whoa, mm -hmm. like it's mine, mm -hmm. right? It's, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't belong to anyone else and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be open and available for anyone else. It is mm -hmm. mine. So just yeah. that reclamation is really powerful. And then also to take it a step further, visualizing the outside of it being strong, mm -hmm. really strong, solid. Visualizing someone trying to knock on the outside of it and nothing's coming through. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was also, you know, a powerful way to just sort of set those boundaries and mm -hmm. also stating that, okay, only loving positive energy mm -hmm. or whatever's for my highest good may enter this space yeah so setting those intentions as well but uh yeah anyways hopefully that no. helps someone yeah for <laughs> sure yeah i always talk about intentions everything like what what your intention is what you're asking for is what you'll receive and then it's yeah. just a matter of trusting it after that yes so your intention is always to connect to the highest and best good for yourself and for the people that you serve. So have you ever had, which, which is mine as well. So I actually have like never had like an experience where I felt unsafe with spirit. Have you ever had an experience like that? Definitely do you feel a like, child. <laughs> right, right. But do you feel like yeah. the, since the boundaries come in, do you feel like you protect yourself from energies like that? Yeah, I feel yeah. like um, the boundaries have made a significant difference being very intentional, mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've, I've definitely felt very safe, whereas before, so obviously as a kid, that was very scary. Feeling Could things be... you don't understand, hearing things yeah. you don't understand, being touched by something that isn't there. <laughs> Right. Right. Like, obviously, that puts in a lot of fear as well as scary movies. Oh, my yep. God. I am, you know, that that's frustrating because I feel like it just, you know, that perpetuates. That, yes. And, yeah. and it instills a lot of fear. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, once I learned the art of mediumship and developed that relationship with spirit, it's like, I just have a, I just see everything through a completely different lens. Um, Actually, oh, can I share a story? Please do. Really quick. Whatever you want to share. Something that, oh, I have chills. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) have you heard of, (laughs) have you heard of Mavis Batilla? I actually read a book by Mavis Batilla, Droplets of God. Yes. Do you have the book? Okay. So you read the book then? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. After she passed away, she passed away last summer, right? And I ordered the book right after she passed away. And I loved it so much. It yeah. was, it changed my freaking life. Yeah, I yeah. read it last summer. So it was right before oh she passed, God. actually, which is so weird. Um, it's so funny. She, I swear she popped in my head last night and I was, and I kept hearing, oh, this is so weird. Okay. We were anyways. supposed to talk about her. We and were supposed to talk about her. she knows that I read the book too. I'm yes. sure she does. Because <laughs> <laughs> last night I was laying in bed, you know, when you're just about to fall asleep and yeah. you sometimes get visions and stuff. I kept hearing her say, we are all droplets of God. We are all mm-hmm. droplets of God. And I was, because of something that I was thinking of and going through. Yeah. And I just loved hearing that from her. And I was like, oh, thank you, Mavis. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, and I, I know her through Lindsay Marino because Lindsay, mm-hmm. my mentor was mentored by her, which is oh, like, wow. I'm just so grateful that I like they, her teachings live on through her, which is really exciting. Um, anyways, so the story that I feel so compelled to share because it's on topic with this is from her book and it just changed my friggin' life is when she talked about how the local pool was having disturbances, right? There were all these disturbances at the local pool and they were desperate. So they reached out to Mavis and asked, can you please come here? Can you please help us? Our, you know, the people working here are scared. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't know what to do. So Mavis is like, okay. So she goes over there and she, you know, sees it for herself. She experiences it for herself. She sees the lights flickering. She could feel Mm -hmm. the cold, right? All Mm -hmm. that stuff. And she's spooked herself, but she's trying to be all professional. I love Mm -hmm. that about her. And (laughs) anyway, so she takes a moment because she sees the man, the spirit sitting by the pool. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go and tune in and I'm going to talk to him. And she's like, is that you creating all that ruckus? Like, is that you Mm -hmm. um, disturbing the peace here, you know? (laughs) And he took ownership. He's like, yes, that's me. And he explained to her that if that that he's there to send a message and that things need to change. And that if that so what was happening was that the teen boys were in charge of watching over the children in mm-hmm. the pool. And he said that they're very distracted by the girls. Mm-hmm. And that if they don't make a change, there will be a drowning. So I'm here to prevent a drowning. I just want to cry. I read this too, but I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I have chills everywhere. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm here to prevent a drowning and I will not stop until disturbing they until they get it. And oh, chills everywhere until they change who's watching over the kids. And she's like, okay, if they make those changes, will you stop? And he said, yes. And he he was going to keep his word. So she shared that with the with mm-hmm. the owners. He validated all the information and they made those changes mm-hmm. and then it stopped. Yeah. And I think shortly after she went to go and visit and he was still there and but he wasn't 
creating, you know, he wasn't disturbing yeah. anything. And um, it turned out, so he he died from a drowning and he made it yeah. his mission on the other side or his purpose on the other side to, you know, prevent them. prevent them. And so he was just there looking over things. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So when yeah. I read that story, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like they're trying to send a message, but we think all these like wild, scary things. Does that not remind you of the sixth sense? How they just wanted <gasps> their, they just wanted to be heard and have a message. <sighs> like all the scariness was just our perception of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm of the wild. same mind as you. Like for me, I'm just like, my experience with spirit world is loving and positive. Um, yeah. I think you get what you kind of set your intention that you want. Like maybe if you're looking for some like scary paranormal experience, mm-hmm. maybe you'll get it. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, not that, I, not that like we need to talk about that today. I will say I have had, again, like some scary experiences, but yeah. way before, you know, like in, in my home and stuff, but I feel like I do have a different perspective on things now. Yes. And I feel like I have the tools and the knowledge and whatever to, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't have that experience anymore. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm able to I'm see very, things th- through a different lens basically. Yeah. Like you, I'm very careful about how I word that because I don't want to discount somebody's experience if they've yeah. experienced something negative or scary. It's right. just not my lived experience mm-hmm. um, for me, but yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about childhood. So did you feel like I kind of want to talk about like how you realized that you were a medium in the first place. So as a child, like in hindsight, you can see that you were always very sensitive to spirit. Me too. I think most of us will be like, oh, I can totally tell now. I just thought it was me. Right. Like, yeah. And then, so what happened after you had your last child? Was it Like, do you think it had to do with, well, I guess I'll ask, like, were you, did you find your psychic connection stronger through pregnancies? Definitely, but I didn't see it. I didn't realize that's what was happening. Okay. So my anxiety had increased tenfold when I was pregnant. When you were pregnant. Um, Also, when I found out I was pregnant, I literally heard my spirit baby say Penelope in my like ear her name like her name like yeah. so she in spirit gave me her name which is a name i had never i did not know ever... this oh you didn't oh okay. did you know that i dreamt of all three of my kids names which is why they're named what they are yes okay, I, ooh, I got chills everywhere yeah so that's not something that i i don't think i really shared before but no. yeah it was like shortly after finding out like literally shortly after peeing on a stick I heard Penelope and that is not a name I would have ever, ever, ever thought of, but it was, it was undeniable. You're like, that's her name. Like, there's right. No yeah. And even for like my third Philip, I couldn't get that name out of my head. Yeah. It was actually there before I even conceived. It was just, I was seeing the name everywhere. I was hearing the name everywhere. It was again. And it kind of seems like, a name, like, it was just, everyone's like, why, why that name? And I'm like, well, I do, I, you know, I do have a, a very close friend with that name. And so that was partially why, but also I couldn't 
get the freaking name out of my head. It's like, it was already, like, my kids will say we named ourselves, and I'm like, I think you did. And even, like, with my loss, with Henry, like, that name showed up everywhere. Street signs, like, billboards, like, Henry was everywhere. And so that's why I named him Henry. But, like, yeah, like, the other, especially my boys, like, Simon and Gus, Mm-hmm. neither name were ever on my, my top right. five baby name list, <laughs> but I dreamt of their names. And then it was like, I couldn't budge. Like it's like yeah. Scott had no choice in the matter. My husband was, I was like, sorry, like, <laughs> they, they, was, I couldn't name them anything, but those names. Right. Yeah. yeah that's how wild. it was too. It was like, I really wanted Bianca, which is another unexpected name, but for, right? for Penny, but I just couldn't. You couldn't. I couldn't budge. Absolutely couldn't. Um, so that's so funny how that works. And for my son, Philip, like, you can't even call him Phil. He's like, no, my it's name Phillip. is Philip. He's so determined. Like, you know, yeah, it's very interesting. But um, yeah, so going back to what you're saying, like that, it was so intense, the anxiety I was experiencing. But I think that was the beginning of my awakening. Like, it was yeah. so uncomfortable. And I did... Unfortunately, the anxiety did cause me to seclude myself a little bit more. I stayed home a lot because it was just very challenging. Yeah. But it was after that. So after I had her, um, how it all started really was I had a friend who had a medium come to a group of ladies or like to come to someone's home. It was a group of ladies and the medium was teaching them psychometry, um, which is as you know, like reading the object of, you know, that belonged to a past loved one. And she was telling me about this and I was just feeling this spark. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh my mm-hmm. God. Like, okay, I need to try this. And it was through me trying that for the first time on my own. I mean, it's like I had been doing it my whole life. It was just the easiest thing I had ever done. And So you like held something and you just started saying stuff and the people were like, what like like I wrote it (laughs) okay okay Uh, no I'm I'm really curious yeah so (laughs) yeah so actually the weird thing is is I was holding this is a story for another time but I was holding a coin that my dad received from his dad in a dream okay I know that sounds so weird (laughs) but he was given this coin in a dream and the coin was there in his wallet okay. when he woke up, okay? So it was okay. like, it wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. So the coin was special. It's from heaven. Yeah. That's what he says. And he mm-hmm. had given it to me at a time when I really needed it because mm-hmm. of what my son Austin was going through, which you yeah. know a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, this belonged to, you know, my grandfather. Like, so I was like, let me just try this. But as you know, with the power of intention, you know, it's just, I was like holding it and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pay attention to what I feel. And then I started seeing things like play like a movie in my mind. So I'm like writing it all down, but I'm like, I don't see how any of this connects to my grandfather. You know, it just didn't fit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I sound, you know, like I was doubting myself. So then I call my mom who happened to be with my grandma, um, Mm which is not the grandma married to the grandfather mm-hmm. who had passed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing with her, like, you know, here's everything that came through. And my grandma's like, that was my friend. Like that was my friend who just died like a week ago. 
And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that was very strange, obviously. So then I was like, okay, I need to practice this more. Yeah. So I, so my sister, uh, who has a different father than me, she had mm-hmm. be- things that belonged to loved ones that I didn't know. Like I, you know, I didn't know. So I practiced with those things. Everything was spot on. Everything that had come through. So I was like, okay, now I need to practice with someone I definitely wouldn't know. Like there's no possible mm-hmm. way that I would know. So she had gotten um, a headband. Okay, very random. A headband from someone. Uh, and it belonged to like their best friend or whatever. Again, I didn't know anything though. I told her, do not tell me anything. Yeah. So I remember holding this headband and connecting. So I knew it was a woman who was coming through and she was giving me all this information. So again, I'm just writing it down. And there was one point where she kept saying the name Brenda. And I was like, is that your name? And she'd say, no. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to hold on to this, you know? Mm-hmm. Turned out Brenda was, was not her name, but it was an inside joke between her and her husband, and he used to call her that. Call her Brenda. So <laughs> that was like, so again, everything I, uh, so I ended up going on the phone with the woman who had the headband, yeah. um, receiving all this validation for everything I had picked up on. There was one thing she couldn't take, and that was going on a plane on a vacation. Mm-hmm. She ended up winning one a few months oh later, God. and she had to message me to tell me. <laughs> that's I was amazing. like, that's where I was like, wait, am I psychic too? I know that sounds so weird. No. Usually people, think- yeah, usually people yep. learn that they're psychic before they're a medium. But for me, it was backwards. I didn't for realize. For me too, actually. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I realized I was a medium first. Yep. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I'm... Because there are certain things that just wouldn't fit, right? But then it would make sense later or it would happen later. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm predicting things? This is interesting. Yeah. Um, So that was my experience with psychometry. Eventually, I didn't need an object because spirit was just coming through. And that was... If I go back to my very first experience, I obviously didn't need an object there. It was a matter of intention and opening myself up to receive. And I didn't realize that at the time. But that's what happened. Um, So now I have a way of explaining it. But it's like, so from the very beginning, I didn't need an object. It was a matter of having that intention Mm -hmm. and opening myself up to receive and then just paying attention to all my senses. Mm -hmm. Right. I love that you're saying this because um, <laughs> I often like, you know, like we don't need tools. We don't need Mm-mm. cards. We don't need nope. tools, but they're tools to help us be open. Right. And it's yes. like trusting an outside. It's like getting validation from something that's outside of us, but it like represents what is inside of us. So I think it's just kind of like a trick to get us to trust ourselves, right? Like you pull a card and you're like, oh my God, like this is how did this happen? It's like your intuition shows it, but we trust the external thing. Right. Because we're human. Right. And so (laughs) tools are fine. Tools are great to help you get there. But like I, for one, it's, it's funny. It's really funny. This is coming up because I had an Akashic astrology reading with somebody i don't know if you follow emily and her stars um on instagram familiar 
but she's an astrologer and a medium. And so I had this blended reading with her and she, uh, she actually brought through like some lifetimes of mine where I had the same North and South node as I do in this lifetime. And long story short, in one of them, she brought through that, like, I meant to be an author, which you have brought through multiple times for me. And, oh my God. Yes. Right. <laughs> and that, and that this past life of mine was a medicine man and he was bringing through the wisdom of like bones and like, uh, it was really strange because on my desk at the time I had pulled a card the day before and it was the bone collector card. And I'm like, okay and and then she said okay so he wants to help you with like what to write about and he says that you should write about the simplicity I can't remember the exact words but it was essentially like how like like the simplicity of spirituality and like Mm. breaking it down like really bare bones um to teach people like of their inherent spirituality with like out needing anything else and so I find it really interesting that we're talking about this and I'm also reading a book right now that is not like it's it's fiction but it's about um a woman who has the gift of psychometry but only with books so she can like feel the energy of the previous owner and she owns a used bookstore and I think it's really cool because I was just reading that last night and I was like this would be a really really (laughs) cool gift to have I've never tried psychometry but I should yes it's fun um and it just I I do feel like sometimes it could really help. Not that it makes the connection stronger, because again, it's not that we need that, but it's like, mm-hmm. I just feels like it pulls in the energy sometimes that much like, more. I was just thinking that, because you know, um, are you familiar with Tyler Henry? Yes, he does so that. You know yeah. how he does it, right? And I'm like, I wonder if it's just because having it will help him dial in really quickly. Yeah. Right? For yeah. sure. Yeah, Maybe. I feel like it just yeah. really pulls in that that specific energy. Um, so yeah, there's, I find it interesting and it's good for like someone who wants to practice and just, you know, um, yeah, it's a great way to start practicing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. Next time I go thrift shopping. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Who owned this? Um, I love it. So I guess, I mean, do you have anything you want to share? Anything that's on your heart before we end today? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. We talked about, like, how we met. Yeah. We talked about our pregnancies and kind of, like, the increased intuition and then how we connected, Mm -hmm. how we were a part of each other's stories throughout that. And kind of yeah. how your awakening came about. And so after this experience with the psychometry, did you like, how long after that did you go, okay, I'm ready to offer readings? Was it like pretty soon? I think there was a couple of months. Um, okay. Several months. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I was really determined to practice. And it's like, I feel like there's a part of me who still didn't believe that this mm-hmm. was real. <laughs> I, I went through the same thing yeah <laughs> so like it took it took a while for me to do that and then finally I was brave enough because you know then people talk right I have sisters I have a mom and like they would start to like tell others and um and then eventually someone's like oh I just really want to try it out you know and so I remember starting like through donation but that felt so scary and um anyways it was it was a long 
process, but like the word that keeps coming through for me to share right now is like patience. Yeah. Because there were so many times where I wanted to rush ahead or like, why aren't I there yet? Or like, why this or whatever? And I think just having patience with the journey, because there's times where I look back and I'm like, oh, it was so nice to be like a baby medium still learning. And it just felt so exciting. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, I feel like maybe there's there's some people who are going to listen to this and maybe they just need to hear that patience and like really enjoy the journey you know yeah, like it's fun really instead of trying yeah. to rush ahead like mm-hmm. really enjoy exactly where you're at knowing there's so much medicine in the present moment and exactly whatever stage or phase you're 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 at or in I love that and it's it's really like interesting to me because when you were talking about um you know being invited to that mo- like the uh, I don't know if it was an event or a sit down with the with the psychometry and you said it was the power of intention and I thought to myself and divine timing yeah. Um, because I feel like, you know, maybe that would have happened 10 years before and you wouldn't have had the same experience. Like, who yeah. knows? Like, I feel like we also need to, it like, comes back to patience. Like, yep. trust that things will happen in the timing that they're meant to happen when it comes to this. Absolutely. Just like our yeah. friendship. You know, we yeah. ended up, we both lived in Kingston for how long? But we got really close once yeah. we were no longer living in the same city. That sometimes <laughs> But <happens>. it was... <laughs> But that's just the way yeah. it happened. And yeah, divine timing, divine order, all of that. I I agree. So, well, thank you so much for having me. I love this so much. I love this it just too. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So do you have anything coming up that you want to share or with anybody? Um, I feel like right now I'm in a space where I'm like waiting for something new that's wanting to birth through me so I would just say come and follow me over at hot mess medium and yeah. that's where I just I share all the things that's where yeah. people can I find me it. and yeah that's I'll, what I I'll have plug going all in. your information so you can find <laughs> Natasha on all social media and, and uh, podcast platforms thank you so much for being here appreciate thank you it so much for having okay me. bye everyone <laughs> Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.